The Building Freedom Podcast is created by Randy Stanbury, the founder and chief inspiration officer of Four Level Coach. Randy is a best-selling author with 25 years of real-world experience and a load of personal and business development. He will be sharing the tools, strategies, and mindset to help you overcome the most difficult roadblocks. Discover how you can transform your life and your business for greater freedom. Hey everybody, it's Randy Stanbury with 4-Level Coach, and this is the Building Freedom Podcast. Today I'll be sharing insights and strategies directly from our Facebook group live for custom home builders. If you are a custom builder or remodeler and want to join the live conversation, head over to our Facebook group by clicking the link in the description of this podcast. Now, don't worry if you're a plumber, electrician, painter, landscaper, it does not matter if you're any of the other trades. All of these insights and strategies relate directly to you and your business, I promise you. Now, let's dive right in and join the conversation that's in motion now. We are going to talk today about uh, a franchisable business model and why is it so critically important to create a business model that is franchisable. And let's get clear that we're not talking about uh, a business that you ever intend on franchising. This is to create a business that is runs with processes, runs with systems, that has in the marketplace a brand that's known. We want a brand that's known, that's recognizable. We want systems and processes in place so the business is running as smoothly, as effectively, as efficiently, as profitably as it possibly can be running. So that's why we create the franchisable model. Now, what is in a franchisable model? You know, let's take a look at, you know, the the largest, uh, most well-known franchise in the world, McDonald's. That thing operates and runs like a well-oiled machine. Every burger around the planet tastes the same. They do things consistently. They're set up to run the most efficiently possible. The restaurants are structured so there are minimal amount of steps to be taken through each operation of the process of building out a burger, creating the fries, the time that the fries are in the in the oil to um, you know how the shakes are made to everything that goes on in that business is done consistently across every um, every franchise that they have and a new franchise that opens up operates the same as any other one now they are extremely consistent consistency is what we're looking for so we want to be able to create a business that is also consistent but what comes from a franchisable business how do you get your business there it's all about the processes all about the systems that are created so we're going to do this deep dive today about processes and systems in our business ultimately with the goal about building yourself freedom uh, this is all about that freedom in your business, financial, ultimate financial and time freedom. If we don't get that, what's the purpose of running these businesses being you know, up to our ears in stress and phone calls and issues and complaints and dealing with employees and firing employees and hiring people and growing our businesses if we can't one day get to that point of ultimate financial freedom and ultimate time freedom. Uh, I think the time freedom, we need to get the time freedom freed up in order to eventually generate more income for ourselves and therefore gaining that financial freedom. 
So talked a little bit about what a franchisable model is. It can also be referred to as the business in a box. Imagine, you know, your business and moving it to another location, another geographical area. Do you have all of the processes and systems documented that you have this well-run, well-oiled machine that works for you, that creates, and we'll talk about it on all aspects of the business, right? So from marketing to sales to administration, operations, finance, we want the business to be running like a well-oiled machine, marketing on a consistent basis, bringing in new opportunities on a, on a consistent basis. We're able to close those opportunities on a consistent basis by a similar process and systems of how we, uh, how we work with our sales team, how we get jobs done in the field, um, and to our dealing with the administration side of things, and so on through our finance department. So uh, each one of those steps has to be done and calculated properly. This is the key. So key to success, our key formula here in everything we talk about as every time we go into these, you know, live episodes is all about freedom. So the only way to freedom is through systems and processes, thinking about creating this franchisable model. Um, so why are people willing to pay for a franchise? You know, why do people search out good franchises and they're willing to pay for them? And the bottom line is the best brands that are out there have these systems in place and they're and if if you are an entrepreneurial thinker and don't want to build something from scratch from the ground up you can jump on and buy a franchise that already has all the systems in place all of the right you know um We'll, talk, we'll call it the brand recognition in the marketplace so that you're not struggling from day one to get yourself known in the marketplace. You're right off the hop, you got brand recognition, but you also have this system of operating a business. So you do not have to be the best business owner, the most entrepreneurial thinker on the planet. The, you have the business in a box to run with. So why are people willing to build the, or buy a franchise? It's also about it's predictability. Franchises are predictable. You can put them into a marketplace with a certain number of, you know, let's say homes or new inventory to be built or be remodeled or whatever the case is. We go to an area with a certain population and we can pretty well predict with very close certainty the outcome of a franchise. So that is what makes this so exciting is when you have a franchisable business and you have the systems in place and you know how it works and operates, this well-oiled machine becomes very predictable. There's none of these big ups and downs that a lot of business people go through, especially in the early days of creating it. So, you know, how do we get that freedom? How do we get that money? We need to create this predictable model. There's no question about it. With, of course, the systems to back it. Um, and you don't have to have a ton of business savvy, as we mentioned. So um, the other piece here, I think it's really important to note at this point that, you know, it, it's not about the owner or having the owner as the value in the business. If you're creating a business where you're a large part of it, I think we talked about this in previous episodes, that then you become the biggest value in the business. When we talked about leveraging people on the last episode, we went from talking about uh, you know doing versus being. If we're being the right entrepreneur, we shouldn't have to be doing. And the less doing we do, then the more our business becomes valuable to a purchaser. 
Uh, it's not about us as the owner having the value. In a franchisable business, it's not the owner, it's the systems that are important. It's the systems that have value. It's the people that are running those systems that have value. So it's who you've trained that brings all of that value. That is such a key, key uh, factor to know. You know, and again, let me be clear, this is not about you guys wanting to or or feeling like this whole discussion doesn't apply to me because I never intend on franchising my business. It applies to you massively, trust me, across the board, and it's nothing to do with wanting to franchise your business. Now, could you franchise your business one day? Yeah, that's very possible. I'm not suggesting you go out and do that. I'm not suggesting that your business will ever be set up that way. But it, if it is franchisable, you've got the most well-run business, uh, most effective, most profitable business you can be working. That is where I want all businesses to be. This is where you get the ultimate time and financial freedom is when you have this set up. So let's look at it in all aspects of the business. So to me, we have five aspects of any business, which um, they are first things first, marketing. We gotta have marketing out to generate new opportunities, new leads for us. We have to have sales closing those leads. Now, right now you could be using word of mouth because you've got a reputation, you're known in, the, in your own marketplace. So word of mouth gets you enough business today. Um, you may also be the salesperson in your business, most likely you are, um, unless you have a sales team set up. And if you do, congratulations on that, you've pulled yourself out of one more piece of the business. If you are the salesperson in the business and, the word, and you're working by word of mouth, then you don't necessarily have a marketing system in place that's generating you new opportunities that is predictable. Word of mouth is nowhere near predictable. Word of mouth is, yes, I think we know that it'll generate you a living, but it's probably not gonna generate you a fortune. And if you're in this group and you're thinking about, um, you know, really wanting to drive this whole building of freedom, then, you know, word of mouth is never gonna get you there. Uh, again, it's gonna create you a living, but it's not gonna create you a fortune. So thinking about um, the five aspects, we've got marketing, we've got sales, we've got operations. Uh, and then after operations, of course, we have administration and then we have finance. Now that is pretty well standard across any business. I don't really care whether you're a, uh, you know, a trade, whether you are um, a remodeler, a renovator, or you're a custom builder, you have those aspects in your business. And <clears throat> speaking of which, we're gonna focus on marketing first. And in our last episode, we talked in depth about the uh, advantages of being versus doing. Well, this is all about, you know, we can have these systems in place and we can um, really focus on creating incredible marketing systems, but we have to leverage people in order to generate and get those systems up and running. So again, the advantages of being versus doing has to come back into this fold. That's why we kind of started with that conversation before we led to this conversation. We have to be leveraging people and putting people in the right place to generate all this stuff for us if we're ever gonna get that time freedom. So as we move forward, um, we're getting back to our five aspects, marketing. You know, imagining your marketing system as a well-oiled machine. Um, in fact, every aspect should be a well-oiled machine. Every aspect should be cranking out uh, with predictability 
what you want from that part of your business. In marketing, we want to be generating new leads. Now, before we even start generating new leads, let's get clear about who do we want to work with? Who is our ideal client? Who is our avatar? If we don't know that, then we're just kind of shooting arrows out into space without really having an idea of our ideal client. So let's make sure we understand our ideal client. Let's get consistency. And, you know, um, Dean Jackson. Dean Jackson was the one who I, I heard uh, is, is kind of a brilliant way to think about marketing. Imagine marketing as a vending machine versus a slot machine. You know, on a slot machine, we fire in our, uh, our dollars and we pull the lever and who knows what's going to come out, right? It's a, a guess and a chance. We want to create a vending machine and not a slot machine from our marketing process. Our marketing process, we want to put a certain number of dollars into that machine and we want to, with predictability and consistency, be able to have that machine spit us out ideal opportunities. If we get those ideal opportunities, our next job is to convert those opportunities from our sales. And we have to be able to do that, again, with predictability and consistency. So think about your marketing as a vending machine versus a slot machine. It's a brilliant way, a simplified way to really think about that. I think that's, uh, um, for me, the first time I heard that, it, it, it just, it made it all very, very simple from there to follow and say, how do I create that machine? How do I create a vending machine for my marketing? And when I start going through that process and I get the right people on board and I start leveraging teams or I leverage outsourced companies that are experts at this. And in your case, you know, if you're a custom builder renovator, you know, you want to be working with um, marketing companies out there that are experts in your field that have done this before so that they have almost this magic formula, this recreatable, predictable outcome that they can apply to your business. That's the best way to go about doing that. You know, but how do you know if your marketing is working? How do you know that the dollars you're spending are the right amount of dollars for what you do? Are you overspending? Are you underspending? Are you hitting the right target? Are you getting enough leads? Is your marketing working the best way possible it could or not? Then how do you go about knowing that? So as we do this and we think about this franchisable model, we're creating processes and systems with that, um, sorry, that have predictability and consistency. As that's working and that predictability and consistency is improving, the only way for us to improve it is to start measuring it. We cannot manage what we do not measure. The only thing that we can improve is what we're monitoring and measuring. I refer to these as metrics, I refer to these as scoreboards. So we want to create scoreboards in our business that track certain metrics that tell us the outcome and what's happening about every aspect of our business. So when we look at marketing, we want to look at the cost of acquisition for a new client. We may spend all kinds of money in Facebook ads or billboard ads or radio ads or um, uh, Google ads, uh, any of uh, the either traditional or digital ways of marketing. We're out there and we're trying to make that happen. We spend these dollars, but what do we really know about those dollars until we understand the cost of acquisition? And as I understand the cost of acquisition, I also need to understand the lifetime value of a client.
you know, over the course of time with that client, how much revenue and dollars and profit am I going to generate from that person? Does that person almost with predictability? Are you doing such a great job that you can almost with consistency and predictability know that they're going to talk about you and they're going to give you more leads and references? Well, those have added value than just the job you did for them. So uh, we want to be monitoring the leads that are coming in. We want to be offsetting those to the dollars that we spent on a monthly basis. We want to look at the number of leads that we convert from a sales perspective. We need to be looking at these metrics so that we can continue to improve them. Really, they say all marketing is testing. Uh, marketing is testing. Why do they say that? Because we have to market. We have to test if it's working, how well it's working. We might have to tweak and change it until it gets working better. And we can't just start with a marketing plan, go out there and, and think that it's going to get us the job and get it done properly the first time. We're going to monitor it, we're going to measure it, and we're going to continue to improve it. As we improve it, we're going to make these improvements across, again, all aspects of the business. We're going to tie this back to everything. The only way to do so is by measuring everything along the way. So in marketing, we're measuring you know, some simple things, the needle movers, leads coming in, acquisitions, new clients, what is that cost of acquisition? Um, and then let's move into uh, uh, sales. And from a sales point of view, um, you know, what are the metrics that we're looking for on the sales point of view? What is the process and the sales system that we need to follow to get the best outcome that we can possible? That is gonna continue to evolve and change over time. And I can promise you that any franchise out there, if we bring this back to a franchisable system, any franchise out there knows exactly what their cost of, of acquiring a new customer is and what that customer is likely to spend over time and what that customer, how many people that customer will bring in to their business. So that is all understood and they know these numbers inside now. So how well do you know those numbers and how can you start implementing, understanding and knowing these numbers in your business and not just, you know, kind of be out there and not understanding them, not following them, not measuring them, not having these scoreboards set up. Critically, critically important that we're setting up scoreboards for everything that we do if we're ever going to make improvements. Yes, we can create systems, but we better be creating the best systems that are possible for us, and we'll only know that by measuring. So remember, this is about ultimate freedom. If we don't want freedom, don't worry about doing this stuff. Just keep doing what you're doing because you won't have to worry about all the nuts and bolts and the ins and outs and taking all the time that it takes to really, really hone and improve and continue to kind of narrow down and narrow down and narrow down and get laser, laser focused. All of what we're talking about here is to get laser focused so we can make those improvements. Sales. So when we get into sales, um, the second aspect of the business is sales. Let's note the difference between sales and marketing. Marketing is everything that the company does to get in front of a client. Sales is everything that we do once we get in front of a client and on the phone with a client. We may be either on the phone or in front of them, but we are in contact with that new possible client, that new prospective piece of business. Marketing is everything that gets you to them. 
Sales is everything you do when you finally get to and in front of them. So, um, if we were to ask you, what is your sales system? Do you have someone that's operating a sales process? Are you the one closing deals? Do you have a process that you follow? My guess is, and when I ask this question of many, many, many of our clients, over and over and over, they say they don't have a process, but when we dig into it, they actually do. They just don't consciously know it. But they follow up and they do a very similar thing with a, with a, with a trend and pattern that they're following because they know it works predictably for them. But now we want to really break that down. We want to break it down because we don't want you selling all the time. So how do we ever teach somebody else to sell if we don't break down what is working for you best? So we start creating this new thinking around processes, new thinking around the sales system that you've created. You know, walking a client through the first phone call, the first interaction, through to closing the final deal. Now that may take several, several months. There might be shorter timeframes in some instances, but there is a pattern that you go through and there's stages along the way that have to be met in order to close a big opportunity. So understand what that opportunity is. Lay it out on paper, get it from start to finish, then really kind of hone in on where you can create a wow in that experience in dealing with you through the entire sales process. Once you have this process uh, lined up and you're starting to utilize and work with this new system and new process that you've created for yourself or for a salesperson, we need to start monitoring and measuring where things are falling off and where they are following through. And once we start knowing that, well, we can start making improvements to the overall system. So again, monitoring, measuring, scoreboarding, everything that you do is gonna be important if you want to improve anything. And everything in the business, we wanna to get to the point where it is flawless and it is predictable, it's consistent, and it works like a well-oiled machine. Um, so let's jump to number three, operations. Operations, pretty straightforward. Um, going to ask the same question. Do you clearly have a laid out system and process of doing everything on the job site? Everything on site needs to be, again, a very systematized way of doing business. From the time you, you know, let's say uh, a salesperson transfers information to a site super or to a project manager, um, however you have your business set up and whatever roles you've got created, we want to be able to transition information. We want to do it in the simplest way possible. We want to do it with the least amount of effort and time. We want to utilize technology wherever possible. And we want to create this system that we know works best. And sometimes we need to do things more manually or we need to take more time up front than we're currently doing. And if we took more time up front, they might help long, in the long run of the process. You know, are you meeting your trades prior to a job? Do you get them all in a room together? How are you scheduling? Are you throwing out the schedule or are you leveraging and working with your relationships with your trade? All of this stuff is, is I'm not suggesting that one works better than another. I think it's really about how it works best for you so that you can then say, this is how it works best for us. We know this because we've proven it. We know it because we've tracked and measured things. We know it because our scoreboards tell us that our most effective, most profitable jobs are done because we've created this format, this system, and this is how we do things. This is what we're gonna take 
you know, in that business in a box to another geographical area to say, we can duplicate what we're doing. We can do it consistently and predictably. Again, all we were trying to do is getting you to think like, wow, if I created a franchisable model in my business, what would that look like? In order for me to create a franchisable model, what would I need in my business? So if you haven't heard of the term SOPs, we're talking about standard operating procedures. We're at number three about operations. This is really about operating your business. This is about the during portion of your interaction with the client. It's during the job. It's the operating system that you're creating. Now, the operating system should have fairly well documented without going into the weeds of every little thing. We want to create it fairly high level, but we want to understand how to do that and, and what system is most effective, most efficient. Once we get that done, we can then take it. Now, again, if we look at McDonald's and follow that McDonald's process, and I'll bring up the fact of the founder. If, if you haven't seen the founder, the movie, the founder, it's on Netflix, it's been on there for some time now, but if you haven't seen it, seriously, do yourself a favor, take some time and you'll see, you know, how that business was created. Um, and what Ray Kroc saw in the opportunity that was sitting in this little hamburger shop in California that just created an unbelievably uh, flawless, effective system of spitting out hamburgers and shakes, I think at the time, if I recall correctly. And it was just like, you know, burgers and fries, that's it. And they he saw this opportunity is, wow, you've got a system that's unbelievably effective. We just have to duplicate this across the country. He saw an opportunity, went after it. And the truth of the matter is, if you think big enough in your own business, you really can duplicate what you're doing. We're only limited by our minds, right? So if we're limited by our minds or geographical area, right now you might be limited by geographical area, but that doesn't have to be. You can go outside of that. Now, you probably are saying, well, shit, I'm too, I'm too busy in my own area right now. There's no way I can go outside of that. Well, of course, we want to leverage every possible opportunity you have in your own geographical area before you start going after others. But we want to set up the team and set up the people, leverage the people, start being more than doing, and really leverage those people, leverage those systems that you're creating in this franchisable model and go out and build something far bigger and far grander if you want to go there. And if you want to stay in your geographical area, I say congratulations, do that, but do that in the most effective way possible. Get the most capacity out of your teams, leverage your teams, leverage your people, leverage your systems. So in the operations of a McDonald's and you, and you watch this move and you see how they literally took, uh, it was like a chalkboard on a tennis court and they laid out the restaurant literally to scale and size and they created this orchestra of people moving around to be the most effective way that they could operate. Imagine doing this in your own business and I'm not saying that you can create that the way that they did, but think about how it was done. How did they get to that concept? I'm really challenging you to, to step back and think about if we could orchestrate this best flawless uh, system that we can, what would it look like? Where are our holes in our business today that we can improve because there's holes in our business? If there's not, then you're already running a flawless business and you don't need to be watching this likely. But 
most likely there's holes in our business. There's always new opportunities. There's always new tricks and, and little efficiencies that we need to find. Once we get good at this and we're measuring, we can start getting the minute areas. The minute areas just shave off points. It's just points and points and points where it just hits the bottom line. Every efficiency should start hitting the bottom line in some way. The bottom line's where, where our financial freedom is gonna come from. So that's where we have to focus. Um, and then we just jump into administration from our operations and we get that working flawlessly. We've created systems and we're measuring, monitoring, taking those metrics and creating a scoreboard. What are some of the needle moving metrics that we should be following in our operations in order to improve that operational system? So what we have to look at again, every aspect, let's jump into administration. What's happening in terms of administration and getting uh, a flawless administration system going? Are we paying our bills uh, slower than we're collecting our money? Are we able to juggle that? Are we, are we creative in terms of our cash management? You know, how well is our onboarding system of a new client? Do we have an administrative system of onboarding a new client to where we've created some wow experience in the process? We want to be looking at all aspects. How can we make our administration just better than anybody else out there? And we're always looking at processes and systems to do that, not to do just one part, but everything. Every single moving piece has to be thought of in that way. And think about it again from a franchisable model. If we had an operational uh, administrative system, could that system then just expand and handle more and more business? Could it expand and handle multiple territory? Could it expand and handle, uh, you know, truly other franchises, but through our own administrative central department? Is that possible? 1000% it is. It's been done hundreds of times. You can do it in your own. Um, you just have to kind of start thinking differently. I'm challenging you, every one of these Facebook Lives and every one of these recordings that we're throwing out into podcasts as well is all about challenging our own abilities to radically shift our beliefs. You know, I think we said that on the first episode is we have to be able to radically shift our beliefs. We have to radically change our thinking. If we can change our thinking, we start changing our beliefs, what's possible? Um, so let's dive into finance. So we've got a, a nice administrative system that's following up on our operations. We've got marketing, bringing in new opportunities consistently and predictably. We've got sales closing at a higher rate than we ever did before. And we're managing those jobs administratively beautiful. Now we get into finance. It's the same damn thing. I'm gonna just repeat myself, so I'll make this really short. Create the best systems and processes in your financial team the team that you work with, whether it's accountants, uh, in-house bookkeeping, um, whether you've hired an in-house accountant, it does not matter. You wanna create the best system possible for managing of cash, investing in cash, um, utilizing your cash for greater investments for your own future. Creating, um, what if, you've, if you've read my book on uh, whether it is the uh, Custom Home Builders edition of the Small Business uh, Freedom Formula or the custom home builders freedom formula, either one of those are gonna get into how you create the finance uh, team that helps you really create a wealth system. You need a wealth team. And 
there is a system to creating wealth. There's no question about it. You just have to get that figured out and sorted out. Then you want to create the metrics around your own financial freedom and what that looks like for you long term and creating what you know those goals are and where you want to be in five and ten years from now. But if you don't have the system that's in place to get you there, I promise you, you'll never get there. So please, I urge you to think what that is and how you make that happen, what it's going to take for you to get there. Um, so let's kind of circle back. Um, every business should be, have and be a franchisable business model and system. Um, I would expect that at, by this point in time, I've driven that home, or at least if, if I haven't driven it home for you, you know, reach out to me, text me, email me, um, you know, send us a, a message here um, as we do these Facebook Lives. But, you know, we, we want to hear from you because I, it, it's, it's impossible, I would think at this point, not to believe that a franchisable model is the only way to develop and grow your business to get you the financial and time freedom that you want. Uh, I hope that there's no argument there, but if there is, please, I'm not, I'm, I'm wide open to suggestion as to, to why that's not the best way of going about this. Um, I definitely want to hear from you. Um, but if you do and you have no arguments about that, then please start taking the steps necessary to make that happen. You know, the value of a franchise is in its brand and systems. You know, the value of the franchise is in its brand and system. It's not the owner. This is where when you go to sell your business, if your business is set up in such a way that it is literally franchisable, it is operating with systems and processes, it's operating with a brand that's recognizable in the marketplace, it's flawlessly executing its, its operations, it's generating the right financial outcomes, it's doing everything that it possibly can be doing, then you as the owner is no longer the biggest value in the business. It is all about the systems that have the value. So you've created yourself something that is extremely valuable in the marketplace and pulling you out or not is not gonna affect that value. That's what we're trying to achieve, ultimate goal, long, long term. Um, it's not about systems per se as much as it is about the best possible systems. This isn't something I've touched on yet. Well, I guess we have in terms of our metrics. So think about it as, yes, you can create systems and the systems will run your business well, but it's the, it's the monitoring and the measuring. It's the constant never ending improvement of those systems to create the best possible outcomes of those systems that really, really makes the biggest difference. So it's not about just systems per se, as it is the best possible systems. The only way to those is a consistent action of taking the metrics, improving them along the way, and every single work week, tweaking them, tweaking them, tweaking them. So I refer to this as an execution loop. Really what we're doing is we're taking vital actions, we're scoreboarding and we're met, uh, taking those metrics of our actions each week towards improving of these systems. We're reviewing the scoreboards and the metrics and seeing what's working, what's not. Then we're analyzing those and we're adjusting course. And as we adjust course, we're improving the system. And now we're going back out with that new improved system, maybe little tweaks. And we're saying, okay, let's monitor and measure this. What's working, what's not. We do that over and over and over. There's this, there's this loop of executing at a higher and higher level. 
that's the way to get to the end result of having the best possible system you can have. That's when you have the most value you could ever create in your business. You know, and this is again, throughout every aspect of your business, marketing, sales, um, operations, administration, and finance. Guys, I hope, I hope, I hope that we've uh, uh, been able to drive home some, some, maybe some new thoughts, some new insights, some, some things that you're wanting to jump all over and wanting to uh, dive into with some new strategies, or at least stepping back and saying, wow, this is interesting. What can I do with this last 40 minutes of conversation that I've heard? And maybe I want to dive in a little deeper. If you want to ask me any more questions, again, I can always be emailed info at fourlevelcoach.com. Um, or, you know, if you're on Facebook here with us live um, and you're a custom builder or renovator and you're out uh, listening to us on the podcast, we urge you to find us in the Facebook group. It's uh, the Freedom Builders uh, Facebook group. Um, we'd love to have you. If you enjoyed today's podcast and would like to learn more about how to get off the hamster wheel of your business, visit us at fourlevelcoach.com forward slash learn more. You can access tools that will help you enjoy more time, money, and freedom in your own business. You can also book a strategy session with our owner and entrepreneur, Randy Stanbury. Thanks for listening.